Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey guys, welcome back to Next Steps, the podcast that helps you take your next step toward Christ. I'm here with Clint. How's it going? And I'm here with Grant. Hey everybody. And we're excited to be here with you. Um, we're going to be talking about um, really something that's very challenging that's happening in our culture right now. Of course, we are in the middle of this coronavirus situation. Mm-hmm. But one of the secondary effects of coronavirus has been we've seen a precipitous decline in the stock market, which is really uh, for the average person who has money in the stock market is a precipitous decline in their sense of well-being mm-hmm. and right. their sense of stability and all of that. And so we want to talk about finances today. We want to talk about the markets a little bit because, you know, we're experts on that, obviously, because yeah, yeah. when a, you go to seminary, they teach you all about right. the markets, right? Bull markets, bull markets, chicken bear markets, markets, chicken, chicken markets, market. futures, <laughs> what you say? calls, puts, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. That's the language we speak. So, <laughs> so just know that some of the advice we're giving here is completely amateur. All and right. So, no. Um, in all seriousness, though, uh, we're going to start off talking about finances and the heart behind it and what it actually does inside of us spiritually. And so... Um, let's just let's just start with the fact that everything's kind of falling apart around us right now. The stock market, at least at the taping of this, is down almost ten thousand, eleven thousand points. Um, and people even, seem worried. And even if even if the stock market means nothing to you, uh, think about people working in the service industry. That's I think right. about people who are. I, I mean, I got a text last night and today uh, from two different people working in the service industry, just going, "I don't know what." I don't know what next week is going to look like. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not getting the income I thought. And, you know, it's just unsure. And I mean, even like we, even talking today, we've got our our sound engineer over here who works with a lot of live venues. And now he's going, I don't have work coming in, you know? And so there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, upheaval. um, And uncertainty. And uncertainty for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what do you, what do you guys think is at the root of a lot of the financial fear that's taking place right now? I mean, you know, we, we say it all the time here, right? Money is never about money. It's always about trust. And at the, at the root of that is, is that trust. And, you know, I was, there's, a, there's a, a group of guys I can't recommend highly enough, um, The Bible Project. We were yep. talking about Good it stuff. earlier. Um, Good stuff. Really Good. fantastic. And uh, just actually just yesterday, I was watching a video on generosity that they, that they made. And they had this amazing illustration. All right. I, at least I thought it was, it was amazing. Uh, so it is this idea of imagine going to a dinner party, right? Like if you've uh, ever been invited to those, I, I haven't. But one day, one day. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but but imagine going to a dinner party and you have a generous host and they've provided this big spread for you. Now just think about that. Like you're trusting that there's going to be enough for you. You trust that the you trust in the host. You trust that the the host is not going to buy just enough sandwiches for three people in the room. They've got they've got That's enough right. for everybody and and you just have a good time. You know I, I think about I, I think about as as our staff. We always do a Christmas party every year. We do it at, at your house, Pastor Mike. Yeah. Um, it's and we have fantastic. A, and we have a great time. It's <laughs> it really is fantastic. You and Kelly are fantastic hosts. Yep. And while we're there, we're having we're having a good time. And there's I, I'm 
I'm not worried that food's going to run out. I'm not even thinking about that, right? I'm not thinking that there's not going to be enough. And because of that, I'm enjoying your company and I'm enjoying the company of the people around me. Now, imagine in that same scenario, if you didn't trust the host to provide for you, if you didn't trust that there would be enough, if you thought that there was a scarcity coming, mm-hmm. what would change about your behavior? Well, I'm not thinking about the host anymore. I'm not thinking about the people around me, at least not in a positive way anymore. I'm thinking about me. Well, I've got to get me That's some right. of those bacon wrapped I'm going to elbow you in the face for that bacon. So now we're competitors. Oh, 100%. Well, now we're competitors. And now, and now, so, so what's filling my mind is worry. What's filling my mind is fear, anxiety. And what's filling my mind is, is selfishness. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm kind of like frantic at that point. And when we think about what's happening right now, that's, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing people who are not trusting that there's enough. There's a scarcity in the market. There's a scarcity in, in our world right now. And we feel like it's not enough. But you know, in the beginning, if we're going to go back to the, how, how God created everything uh, in the beginning, we see this, this, all of creation is this amazing dinner party. He is our host mm-hmm. and we are guests at it. Yeah. But where we see Adam and Eve go wrong and ultimately where we all go wrong, right? It's easy for us to look back and go, those morons. Yeah, we would have done it differently. Oh my sure. gosh. Yeah, sure. absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah, I would have sinned quicker. All right? Like that's the only thing. I would, and worse. <laughs> it would have been a pro run. Yeah. But anyway, I... And so when we when we think about what they wanted, what they stopped trusting that the host would provide. They stopped trusting that there was enough. They believed there's a scarcity. Yeah, they and thought, that, that was the that was the first lie. I mean, that was the great lie of Satan to Adam and Eve at the beginning was, hey, God is holding out on you. Mm. You are not becoming everything that you could possibly be because you're following God. If you start following you, in other words, what yeah. he's saying is if you put yourself first instead of putting someone else first. See, we were created to put God first. Right. So we're never supposed to put ourselves first. Right. There's a big cultural phenomenon right now, basically, that says, like, let me, let me um, take care of myself first, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is just, you know, here's Satan. He says, hey, you guys are, God is holding out on you. And so therefore, if you follow yourself and not follow God, you'll be whole, you'll be okay. And the irony was they were never, ever again as whole as they were when they followed God. So it had nothing to do with scarcity. It had nothing to do with what was in the garden or not in the garden. It had everything to do with them trusting God. Yeah, because God was providing everyone everything. their needs. More than enough. And yeah. that's and that's the message. So Jesus comes into the picture, and he he flips that whole lie on its head, right? So we, we know the scripture refers to Jesus as the new Adam. So right. now we see this new Adam who's trusting God. Who's He's trusting, putting his father first. Putting his father first. And we see, like, uh, feeding the 5,000. <laughs> He's going, look, guys, like there is not a scarcity with God. There, there never there, is. Because here's the thing in the feeding of the 5,000, there genuinely was a scarcity, but mm-hmm. not with God. There was a scarcity right. of circumstances because everybody had gathered to follow Jesus. They weren't near their homes. You couldn't call an Uber and you certainly couldn't have anything delivered, right? Right. And so here they are sitting on a mountainside. No one has food. The disciples are freaking out. They're saying, mm-hmm. hey, would you figure this out, Jesus? And Jesus starts feeding the 5,000 from just a, a few fish and a couple of loaves. And as every single time, you know, and I think they said that they had 12 baskets of left fish over. and bread mm-hmm. left over afterwards. It's not it's that God gives us what we need. He gives us an abundance. That's right. And more than what we have. When did they stop distributing the food? It says when everyone had, had, had eaten and had their fill. That's right. <laughs> when they were full. You That's know, right. and it wasn't like we'll break off a little bit here no. or whatever. Like it wasn't a break off a Kit Kat bar. You think you got both Kit Kat bars. That's all right. right. Yeah, That's yeah. right. <laughs> but that's the Father's heart. The Father's right. heart is one that desires to give us abundantly more than anything we can ever ask or imagine. That's right. Which is really, really hard, I think, today. 
there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard for us to think about. It's hard for us to believe. I think intellectually we can get it. That's why we say money's uh, not about money. It's about trust because the fundamental issue of money is do I trust that my father is able, that's right. number one, and then willing, number two, to give me more than what I need? Yeah. And for most of us, he's done that our whole life. That's mm-hmm. right. I was talking to Kelly about it last night, and I was just thinking about my, my, my godless father. Mm. My father you know, lived his life not just not knowing our father in heaven, right. but he lived wickedly. And I thought to myself, you know, because he was all about money his whole life, and, and he died with not a whole lot of money, but God provided for him. He had enough food. He had a place. He had family around him when he passed away. And God provides for us. That's right. Whether you know, our circumstances are good or our circumstances are bad, he's a good father. That's right. And I think that's one of the things that we have to come to terms with in this crisis. Because again, we talked about this last week, but our goal here is not just to um, get through this. But our goal and our hope is to be better on the other side of this. That's right. Because we're learning things about ourselves and we're learning things about God uh, that will help us become different people. And one of those things that we need to learn is that our Father really is good, and that doesn't change based on our circumstances. That's right. And that's why Jesus tells us, would you guys look at the birds of the air? Mm-hmm. <laughs> would you guys look at the flowers of the field? Yep. Like they're not worried. They're not, you know, they're not hoarding uh toilet paper and paper towels like they're not they're not freaking out hand sanitizer and he says he says god takes care of them how much more valuable are mm. you than than the than the flowers of the field which are here today birds and gone tomorrow air. and the birds of the air right like yeah. how much more valuable are you than they are yeah and so keeping that in mind yeah it's, it's not about the money no. it's about the trust yeah it's behind it is the heart it's when you get in that scarce scarcity mindset you go, I have these things in my heart that says, I don't trust you, God. That's why Jesus says, mm-hmm. right before the passage you were talking about, Grant, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth sure. where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where none of those things go away. That's for right. where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's That's interesting, right. he ties it in a singular mindset. So we need to have exactly what Mike was saying. We need to fix our eyes and our heart and our lives around Jesus. He says the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy or singular, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad or multiple, it's, there's a lot going on. Your whole body will be full of darkness. Then the light is in you as darkness. How great is in the darkness? But then he, he wraps it up by saying this. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You yeah. cannot serve God and money. Let's talk about that for a second, because that verse is a lot, of, a lot of times, especially the first part of those verses, are confusing to people when it says, do not store up for yourself treasures where moth and rust come and can possibly destroy, right? Right. And so... Um, so let's say, does that mean that we shouldn't have a savings account? No. Does no, that mean that we shouldn't invest in the stock market? I think the answers are no to those things for sure. But treasure. Treasure. See, that's treasure. it. Treasure is an right. evaluative statement. It's that's a statement exactly right. of trust. It's a statement of love. That's you know, right. like my wife is my treasure. That's like right. I love her, you know yeah. what I mean? But we're not supposed to. And that's what it means when it says you can't love God and money. Sometimes when we hear that, we think we. I think we. The way that we interpret that is God saying, "You got to choose. It's either going to be me or it's going <laughs> right. to be money." Right. And yeah, I yeah. think really what it's saying is not God saying that. What he's what, what's being said right there is they're different. That's right. You you can't love one. 
you can't love you can't love both of them simultaneously because they're mutually exclusive. Mm. If you love money, you'll put all your hope and trust in that. That's right. And that's what he's saying about the whole moth and rust and all that kind yep. of stuff. Because the stock market just rusted. The stock that's market right. was just eaten up, mm. you know, by a giant moth. You yeah. know, and so if your trust is in that, you're in massive fear right now. And by the way, um, uh, Warren Buffett, the great investor, he said that the markets are driven by two things, right? He did Fear. Margaritaville, right? Yeah, he did market. Yes, yes, market. Margaritaville. <laughs> Margaritaville. <laughs> nice. Yes, Thank you. that's his brother Thank you. Jim. Okay, Buffett. okay. Yeah, old Jimbo. Yeah, that's uh, Jim. Yeah, yeah. So, but Warren Buffett basically says that two things uh, run the market: greed and fear. Right, mm. greed and fear. And right now, we're in a massive fear deal, and so it's right. so it's falling apart. So, I want to encourage you: if you, uh, it doesn't matter if you're 65 or you're 25. Right. This is the same advice, and I hope I hope your financial advisor would say the same thing. Do not pull your money out right now uh, because you're afraid and you need to hold on to it. Because you're like, I'd rather lose at least fifty percent of it because you know I, I just want to hold on to what I have. No, 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 no. That's going to be a bad financial decision for you. Hold on to what you have. Um, Kelly and I have been investing for twenty five years. Now we have about two thousand dollars. And uh, no, just man, I can't wait. To be a baller like that, oh, man. man it's going to be a great. jet ski. Yeah, not, not even. Not even. <laughs> not even. <laughs> So, but, but Kelly and I've been investing since we were about uh, 25 years old and uh, just putting, you know, when we started, we just put $25 in, you know, we're just putting as much as we could in possibly at that point in time. Mm -hmm. We have never lost $1 in the stock market ever in the history of stock market. We've gone through recessions and we've gone through big declines like in 2008 where everybody Mm -hmm. dropped about where we are right now, about 35%. Mm -hmm. So the reason for that is because we never have ever sold any of our stuff. And if Mm -hmm. you just wait enough time and for us in the market in 2008, it was two or three years we were right back to where we needed to be and we had grown in the process. So being fearful also makes you dumb with your money. Yeah. Being fearful makes you foolish with what God's given to you. So if God's given you a bit, hold on to that right now. You don't, there is no scarcity in the world right now. God is with you. You're going to have enough That's and right. it's going to be okay. And that has implications for our giving as well. You know, one of the things you were talking about, um, uh, you talked about it a little bit earlier. I don't. I don't know if this was if this was pre podcast or if we said it on the podcast or not. But well, we're talking about the, what Clint just read, Pastor Mike. You were saying it's interesting that it's not just that uh, our heart shapes our treasure, but our treasure can shape our heart. 100%. So, so meaning meaning we will naturally invest in our treasure because of of where our natural affections are, our attention right. is, where our trust is, right? So we will naturally build up that treasure. Like for example, all of us right now we could say absolutely a huge a huge treasure for us is our family, right? That's right. And so I invest big time into my family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we go we 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 go big for that's stuff where your for heart us, is. Cuz that's exactly where my heart is. That's right. But but the as we as we shift into this idea of, of being generous even in a time like this is if you flip that the other way what we do with our money will help shape our hearts. Like, in other words, the the discipline that we practice with our money will begin to change our own hearts. And and this is a huge testimony of, of my life. Like, I, I got to be honest, I don't I don't know if uh, I don't know if I've ever said this publicly. Maybe not even definitely not recorded on a podcast. Is anyone scared right now? Here we go. I'm a little nervous when you uh, get to that. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> my wife and I did not give consistently until we came to Grace Church like three years ago. We were the mo- we were we were the 
you know, hey, we're gonna, we did really good for a month. We watched, we listened to Dave Ramsey. You know what I mean? Like we get, we get really good for three months. But but then this medical bill showed up, right? And so I, mean, I work for the church. I, I give my life to God, right? Like I don't, right. I, I don't have a lot coming in. Like this is not mm-hmm. a big deal, you know. And money's mine. Money's yeah. mine, and yeah. and you know, I, I don't know, guy. I, I could give you my time. I give you, like, you have my career, right. okay? Like I'm working right. for you. You know what I mean? And so, you know, coming here. We just had this um, this mind shift where we said day one that's that's not going to be us like day one where and can I tell you that didn't necessarily come from I had a heart that treasured generosity <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't yep. can I be honest I was fearful sure. like I was like sure. okay but we said God we see the truth of your word and we submit this part of our life to you and so since we've been here for the past two and a half years. Um, we have given consistently. We've given more than we've ever given. This this past yeah. Christmas gift was yep. was the biggest single gift we've ever given That's to awesome. just a, whatever. And I don't say that to be like, listen to me. You know what I mean? Like it was a hundred dollars. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> he just is to, patting himself on his own back so, right now <laughs> with both hands. I get it. With both <laughs> hands. No, but I don't say it for that. But what I'm saying is is that as we practice this discipline, God started to shape our hearts. Yes, He does. And so, like, mm-hmm. we had the Christmas offering come up. And my wife and I were like, this is so exciting. I can't wait to give. You know what I mean? Like, this is so, mm-hmm. I can't wait to do to do more, to give more, right? And so it is, it's true that in this time, one of the solutions to our anxiety over all of this is to let go more, yes, right? Is to, is to be right. generous and let God begin to shape our hearts in that way. You know, I, I had a, a, a good friend who he's second in command at his career and they're a multi-million dollar company. And he said, we prayed and kind of talked through, he's a believer. We prayed and talked through what to do in this season. And he said, you know, God has been incredible to us and we want to keep everybody on as long as we can. And so what we're going to do is we're going to cut all executive pays Mm. uh, by 25%. And what he's saying is, is that I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to look inward, but instead and have a scarcity mindset. No, no, no. God has been generous to me. I'm going to be generous to others. So I'm going to take care of my people as long as possible as I can. And I just saw that as, man, just a huge testimony of faith and saying, God, Absolutely. you you are so good to me. I want That's to be right. good to others. Absolutely. He's having a heart of generosity. Yeah. You know, and, and when you do not hold tightly to your finances, when you have a kind of emotional flexibility with it, when you're able to say, these things don't define me, you're able to be generous. That's when right. you, when you When you're not generous... It's because you love something more mm. than what you're not giving to, mm. you know? And so think about it. Cause we, one of the other things that we say around here a lot, and I think it's so important is the church is the center of a Christian's life. And Jesus is the center of the church, you know? So for us right now, what we love, yes, it's our families. And this is one of the primary challenges to try to figure out with your money. Cause what we want to do is we want to protect our families. That's right. Um, but how do we protect our families while at the same time, you know, protecting God's church and protecting ongoing ministry that's, that's taking place. Um, in the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy, it says this, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. We're figuring that out right now. <laughs> yeah. It is so uncertain. Hey, guess yeah, what? Absolutely. Half of what I have is gone, right? <laughs> so, so, so it's so uncertain, but, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, think mm-hmm. about that. Because like, sometimes when we think about like giving, we think of it as like duty and obligation, mm-hmm. or even when we think about what we want to spend on ourselves as like, Sometimes we feel guilty about it, you know? Yeah. We're kind of like, man, yeah. I don't want to spend that. I don't want to buy it. You know, that's a lot of money. But God's saying, I gave you everything you have, right? 
God who richly provides everything. For what? Just for ministry alone? No, for our enjoyment, Mm. right? So like God has given us the resources that he's given us so that we can be blessed with those things. We can be happy in them. But what we're saying right now is that we are most happy when we are pointing our treasure where it belongs. That's right. right. We're taking care of our families. Man, you need to do that. There's no doubt about that. We're not, you know, I would certainly never say that. But because we believe in a God who's not a God of scarcity, but a God of plenty, it's not an either or equation for us. Like yeah. Kelly and I, we've always get, see, I'm, I'm the opposite, Grant. Like I've, ever since I became a Christian, somebody told me about the concept of tithing, which I just never heard of not growing mm-hmm. up in the outside, you know, growing up outside the church. Right. And so when somebody told me that, I thought, oh my gosh, I want to do that with my money. I want to be one of the biggest givers. Like I just have always loved. And Kelly and I give anonymously to people throughout the church and stuff like that. We just, we love doing that. He says, command them to do good with their money, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. And verse 19 says this, in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. That seems Mm -hmm. different than what we just read, what Clint just read, right? Don't store up treasure for yourself. And then here in Timothy, he says, you actually do store up treasure for yourself. In this way, they will store up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. That's right. So that they may take hold of life that is truly life. Mm -hmm. So what he's saying is, if we get the money thing figured out here right now, if we get this faith article figured out when it comes to money, that actually impacts your eternal life, right? It lays a firm foundation. Why? Because I believe in God. I believe he's going to be able to provide for me. I trust. It is the undoing of Genesis. It's undoing of the lie of Satan, which said, you guys don't have enough, and therefore, you better watch yourself. And that is the message of Jesus, and that is the message of our future. We talk about good is ahead. Amen. Uh, Abundance is ahead. Like the goodness of God, that what we'll be experiencing forever is more and more and more of God to the point where we will have our, we will have our fill and then we will have our fill and then we'll have our fill and we'll have our fill and it's just forever and ever and ever. It's It's just, it's just abundance. And I do think it's, it is so important as we think about, we talked about before about God substitutes and we talked about, you know, the, the top three God substitutes we have. Uh, money, power, and sex, right? Yep. Um, and money is a huge God substitute sure. because it can do, it seems to be on the surface, and for a short period of time, it may be able to do certain things that, that God does for us, yep. right? It can provide for us. It can make us happy from time to time. It can do these <laughs> things, um, but it is feeble. It is frail. It is fleeting, as it's we've fleeting. seen. Um, and so I think it is important for us to, whether you have a lot of money or whether you don't, whether you've been a giver your whole life or whether you haven't, uh, to regularly reevaluate that and go, God, because I can easily slide into that trust. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, think about the last time sure. you got a big raise or a big gift sure. or a big whatever. I mean, don't you just kind of have like a sigh of relief a little bit? You know what I mean? Sure. And you're like, ah. and and again, that's not a bad thing. It's not. Margin's as, helpful. As long as yeah. that gift is a sign pointing us back to God that's rather right. than something that our attention terminates on, right? Right. As long as it's pointing us back to who gave us this gift rather than the gift itself, it's it still can be a good thing. But man, I can slide into trusting that so quick. Absolutely. As you're sitting here listening or driving, probably not driving in this moment, but, <laughs> but as, you, as you're listening, you know, ask yourself, do I recognize the generosity of God in my life? Mm. And does the way that I give, does the way that I'm generous to others, does it show it? Does it actually show up in my life? Does, does it, it show reflect up in my other? heart? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Do, does those things happen because of the generosity of Christ in my life? So. 
Can I give you a can I give you a really like sweet testimony of this that's happened to us Absolutely. these past few days? So my uh, twins, their birthday as we record this, their birthday is this weekend, <laughs> and we had this big party planned uh, to go to this like you know bounce place, like trampoline place, and they got to invite certain friends, and it was a really big deal. And that's not happening, uh, and they're handling it not well <laughs> right like like they're turning like eight kids. exactly like kids right they're they're not seven years old and going it's okay papa we understand the the where our nation is papa um it, no I, I don't i love how i love how this entire thing became a play it's like no, papa they're, they're uh my kids are from victorian england <laughs> so it's pretty fantastic please sir i want some more it's so a on the roof so uh, my wife, my wife just kind of let some people know, like, hey, if if you would send a card to them, that would be awesome because they're just really bummed that they're not going to have this party and they can't have friends over and we can't whatever. And uh, you know what? All week we have been getting gifts, not cards, yeah. but like gifts That's from awesome. people who are in the same place we are, who are going, I don't know what my job is going to look like. Like, I don't know if my income is going to stay the same. I don't know if my business... And what they're doing is they're going, hey, you know what? God has given me this today, and God has put this need to, to bless these two little kids in front of me, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless them. And we just have all these gifts coming, and it's that's been awesome. so amazing yeah, to see. Awesome. And, it, and it reveals their hearts. Yep. You know what I mean? It reveals their hearts. This is a time where you should hunker down, and you should hoard, and you should keep everything for yourself. And instead... They're saying, "How can we make this day special um, for these two little kids?" I, I love that, and I think it's uh, a, you're right. That's a beautiful story, and I think it's a Christian story. That's right. You know, I think mm. it's a Christian story. I think we are called to be different. You know, that people see us act differently. It calls them to Jesus. You know, mm. it's not right. so much just about a, the classes we're taking or the theology that we understand. It's actually concretely about what we do with our life. And so, when people see us being generous with what we have, because we're not afraid. Because our father is not a father of scarcity. He's a father. He's a rich father. That's right. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He has the ability to do in our lives whatever he's going to do. That's good. So what we're going to do is we're going to trust him. All right, guys, we have uh, come to the end of another podcast. We are so glad that you are with us. We hope that these have been helpful to you and will continue to be helpful to you. I want to encourage you to go to Apple Podcasts and sign up there and uh, follow us and rate us and review us. We would love to have you as a regular listener. All right, it was great being with y'all. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, y'all. All right, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.